0: The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, welcome back to We Met at Acme. I'm so excited to be here with Jory Belkin, a midwife from New York City, or not from New York City, in but New York. in New York City. Yes. I knew I was gonna fuck that up. Say, <laughs> That's okay. Welcome, Jory. Hi, so thank happy you. you're here. Thank
1: you for having me.
0: So, how old are you, and where are you from?
1: I am 29 years old, and I am originally from Minnesota. I love
0: that. Yeah. Which part of Minnesota for those Minnesotians? <laughs> it?
1: Um, I'm originally from St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. Yeah. I know that place. Yep.
0: And we met through Dorothy. So shout out to Dorothy if you're listening. Thanks, Doro. Thanks, Dora, for being the best. <laughs> um, and I'm so excited to learn about what you do. How did you... Let's start from, like, the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, when did you start to be curious about kind of, you know... I don't even know what to call it, like midwiving, <laughs> birth, birth in general. How
1: about birth? So one of the cool things about midwives is that, yes, obviously we catch babies, mm-hmm. um, but we also do a lot with women's health care.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I take care of women at their annual GYN exams. Mm-hmm. I do prenatal care. Um, I also do primary care stuff. So mm-hmm. if someone has asthma or high blood pressure, I can actually treat that too. Oh, great. Um, so During pregnancy? dirt or out of pregnancy, oh, even. So if you good. came in for your annual GYN exam mm-hmm. and you were like, hey, I have asthma, I haven't had time to go to my doctor, mm-hmm. I can actually give you something for that mm-hmm. and treat you and get you going in the right direction with a specialist. Mm-hmm.
0: And how are you able to do that? And is it like kind of like freelance or...
1: Um, so, midwives also practice in tons of different areas. Mm-hmm. We can be at a hospital, we can be at a clinic, um, or we can do home birth. Uh, Planned Parenthood actually has midwives. Oh, wow. So, it's kind of a lot of different places that midwives can practice. Mm-hmm. But um, getting back to your original question, right. I guess I have always loved women's health since mm-hmm. I was a kid. In high school, I was actually just saw some of my high school friends recently, and we were talking about how, as a present, one of my friends gave me an anatomy book of mm-hmm. women's anatomy in high school, because mm-hmm. she knew that that just fascinated me. Um, so funny. Yeah. And when in- is your
0: birthday after?
1: April 19th.
0: Oh, same, same with my sister. Oh, you're kidding! That's so no. funny. So she's an Aries, yeah, too. Yeah, you're awesome. the last day of Aries.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. The Aries so, Taurus costume. Yeah.
0: So you were always into it.
1: I was always into it. But in college, I also was very into yoga. So in college, okay, nice, I decided you. to study India mm. and Asian studies. So I actually got into studying women and Bollywood film um, and how women felt about themselves and how they were portrayed on screen. Mm-hmm. So... I, uh, I really enjoyed working with women and I started working in film when I moved to New York City. And then I realized that what I really liked about studying Bollywood film was just working with women. Mm -hmm. So I went back to school to become a nurse Mm. and then I worked as a nurse for, I've been a nurse for over four years now. And then I also went back to school to become a midwife right after I finished my
0: nursing degree. That's really, really cool. Thank you. And like, what is it like being a midwife and Mm -hmm. what's kind of the most rewarding part and what's the scariest part
1: Um the most rewarding part is for me it's a few things one i love helping women find contraception that works for them mm-hmm. um i think a lot of women are just like i was put on this pill when i was 16 i've been what? taking it ever since and they don't even like how it makes them feel sometimes mm-hmm. um so finding them something that works is a big thing for me and also just like birth itself is an amazing experience and getting mm-hmm. to be there and help a woman go through that, mm-hmm. I think it's a very empowering thing for women. And uh it really I don't know, it's an amazing career to be in. Yeah,
0: I can only imagine. I think, what's yeah. what's the scariest part for you? Um Or just like the most challenging rather.
1: Scariest or most challenging, you know, birth can be a life or death situation. Mm-hmm. Um and actually in the US of all the developed countries in the world, the US ranks at the bottom of maternal morbidity and mortality, which means that we actually have higher, uh, either severe injury or death in pregnant oh, yeah. women. Oh, yeah. um, so being aware of that and going into a birth and knowing that you know the US doesn't have great statistics.
0: Why do you think that is?
1: Um, so there's a few different theories. Uh, one of them is that most of the countries that do very well are, you know, Western European countries mm-hmm. that have lots of midwives. Right. Um, and birth is seen as a normal process there. It's mm-hmm. not over-medicalized. Um, people in the U.S. also don't have as great of a healthcare system sometimes. Mm-hmm. So people aren't getting any care until they're pregnant. Which, if you have high blood pressure, if you're overweight, you need to get that treated mm-hmm. before you get pregnant, ideally. Mm-hmm. So, um, It's one of the theories, you know, we don't quite know and there's a lot of money that keeps on getting poured into that and things aren't changing.
0: Um, So it's kind of scary. That is really scary. Yeah. So what would you say the benefits of having a midwife deliver you Mm -hmm. versus going to the hospital are?
1: So you can actually have a midwife deliver you in a hospital. Mm -hmm. So I'm actually going to be starting a job at a hospital in the Bronx next week. It's Mm -hmm. one of the public hospitals. And, What's it called? So um, Jacoby Medical it. Center. Okay, I've heard of it. Yeah, and congrats by thank the way. Thank you, thank you. So actually, if you're if you deliver at a public hospital in New York City, you'll most likely deliver with a midwife. Um, Mm -hmm. because we're much more affordable than Mm -hmm. OBGYNs because they're trained in surgery and all this stuff Mm -hmm. that we just know the basic, healthy, normal physiology Mm -hmm. of birth. Mm -hmm. um, And that's what we practice. So the benefit of having a midwife over a doctor, I like to think that we work in conjunction. So if you have something wrong with your pregnancy, if your delivery isn't going well, then um, we work together with a physician. But a midwife does see birth as a normal process. Mm -hmm. It's not a disease.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that I'm already convinced that I definitely want to have a midwife deliver me already. Yeah. Because that's so scary and so true. Mm -hmm. You know, no one really... Like, how, how far in advance of the pregnancy, ideally, should you be seeing someone like a midwife?
1: So, kind of the newest thought process is that if you know that you eventually want to become pregnant, that... You kind of start getting ready for that, even if you're not with someone, you know. Mm-hmm. You go to a practitioner that will get you on the right contraception, make sure you don't get pregnant when you don't want to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you start taking care of other health things. Like I said, if you have high blood pressure, if you have diabetes, that mm-hmm. you're managing that well.
0: Yeah. Um, what about if you have have to gain weight in order to become pregnant? Is and that sometimes that happens. And sometimes that happens. Because yeah.
1: sometimes women are too thin Mm -hmm. and they need to gain weight Mm because there is kind of this nice in between you want to be in the ideal BMI
0: what if you have too much like muscle
1: there's no such thing as too much muscle um but if you do work out a lot and you stop getting your periods or your regular periods it can also make it hard to get pregnant
0: right because
1: that's changing your hormones and the regulation of hormones in Mm -hmm. your body I see. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's if you, you know, you start taking care of your health now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, health is a lifetime thing.
0: So let's talk about dating as a (laughs) midwife. way. So what is your dating life like currently? Are you single? Are you in a relationship?
1: I'm you, actually married.
0: I was that was
1: my, that was my last question. Wait, yeah.
0: where's the ring? I don't so even know about I'm do, such like a bad um, girl.
1: I don't do I didn't want a traditional wedding ring because I do have Which one on. is
0: tradition which one is the wedding Engagement, ring is, which one's is the is wedding. It all the same? It's
1: kind of all this one technically with the little dots mm-hmm. is the um, engagement ring and mm-hmm. this one's the wedding bands. But um oh, I knew together. Yeah. I knew, yeah, of course. I knew I wouldn't be able to um, wear a big ring at work. Mm -hmm. So when we got engaged, I said, you know what? I kind of want to just do a funky stack thing. Oh, that looks great on you.
0: (laughs) Oh, I like it. Yeah, so. That's that was awesome. our thing. So, so, how did you meet?
1: We actually met online.
0: I love that. Yeah. Same, we, Same with my brother.
1: Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, we met online about six, five and a half, six years ago. Uh-huh. Back before Tinder and Hinge yeah. and all that. So, we went on OK Cupid.
0: I love that. Yeah. Cause I love that was OKCupid, one of the yeah. first
1: ones. So, um, yeah, we've been together ever since.
0: That's so cute. So, and when's his birthday?
1: His birthday just happened. It's August 13th. So he's a Leo. Leo. Leo.
0: You guys are a great match.
1: Yeah, Leo and Aries, we really push each other. Yeah, you do. It's
0: it's good. That's so nice. I really love that. Um, And so Mm. you... When did you get married, you said? We got married...
1: January 2017. So it's okay. been like a year and a half, a okay. little bit more.
0: And where did you guys get married?
1: We did a small wedding slash elopement up to the Catskills, so um, nice. just with eight people, us and That's our really parents cute. and his brother. It's really so. sweet. Thank you. And
0: um, what when you? So when you met him seven years ago, you said six, yeah, six or seven years ago. Were you doing midwife things? Already?
1: Um, I was in nursing or school or just nursing school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went to nursing school mm-hmm. and then I worked as a labor and delivery mm-hmm. nurse. So he met me at the end of my nursing
0: school. Mm-hmm. Um, so has, it, like, how does he feel about what you do? Does he think it's like incredible and he, he or, loves it. Uh-huh. He's so
1: proud of me. Um, I talk about vaginas a lot, but he's uh, he's great about it, Uh and uh, he actually, himself, he was delivered with a midwife um, Mm. in New Jersey. His mom went to a midwife, so So, uh, yeah, so he grew up hearing about midwives, Mm -hmm. so it's kind of perfect, actually. That's
0: really nice. So, he's very supportive. And do you have kids of your own yet?
1: No kids yet. Mm -hmm. No kids yet. Um, Being a midwife has funky hours and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So I kind of just wanted to get into my career um, before I start having kids in the future. Totally. Yeah.
0: Do you feel pressure at all to start having kids, like from your family or from society?
1: Um... No, you know, especially in New York, 29, mm-hmm. 30, you know, most people are barely even getting married at this yeah. point, um, whereas I know back in Minnesota, people get right. married younger, you know, totally. they tend to have kids a little bit younger, right. um, but no, but I do love, you know, I love babies, obviously, mm-hmm. um, so I see them, and it, you know, it gives you something warm inside, totally. mom, when I help deliver, when I catch them, um, but yeah,
0: mm-hmm. not ready, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Mm-hmm. So what are some of the, like, what's, like, I don't know, what's, like, the craziest? Give me, like, a crazy story. There has to be one. <laughs> well, it's New York. You don't have to
1: you name know. it. Yeah, no, and I can't even tell specific stories because uh-huh. of uh, HIPAA. We like to uh-huh. protect people's privacy, but I've totally. definitely seen a few taxi cab deliveries in New York.
0: Oh, wow. Um, it
1: happens to the point where some of my patients will say that taxis will not pick them up when they're very very yeah. pregnant because they're afraid that they're going to deliver yeah. in their taxi. Um, someone
0: ex- I think it was like Jimmy Kimmel or someone mm-hmm. had a story about giving birth and their wife giving birth in the lobby Yeah. of their building.
1: Yeah actually I remember hearing that. Yeah. He, she gave birth in the lobby. I've seen people give birth in the lobby of the hospital yeah. right in the hallways of the hospital because right. especially after you have one child your second tends to be a lot faster Mm. and um people are used to their one child taking 12 or 24 hours to come so then when the next one comes really quickly they're just not prepared a lot of the time
0: So, so interesting yeah do you think that you like the number of kids that you're gonna have is changed or the same based on what you've done and like seen
1: yeah um you know i think it depends on a lot of stuff but You know, ideally, I would love to have two kids. Mm -hmm. Um, It would be fun to have so much more, but, you know, we live in New York right now, and it's hard to have a lot of children in the city. Um, But it does. You know, each pregnancy... Depending, you know, it's on the individual. It can get harder Mm -hmm. um, or it can be easier. You Mm -hmm. know, like the third kid sometimes just really just comes so quickly. You're not even ready for it. Um, Or the third one can be a weird one that can take longer.
0: Totally. So So let's go over some of the stuff that you brought. Okay.
1: So I brought some fun toys. So I know that you've talked a little bit uh, on one of your other podcasts about IUDs or intrauterine devices. Yes.
0: And I'm so curious because... Everyone is telling me, like, you need to get an IEP yeah. because I, I've been on birth control for since I was 15, and it's just, like, it's... It can't be healthy to be on something for that long, you know.
1: You know, and that's a question that I get a lot. People say, you know, do I need to take a break from my birth control? <laughs> yeah, so this one's the Paragard. Um, and this one is a Skylot. It's a smaller version of the Marina. Yeah. Um, but so a lot of people say, like, do I need to take a break? Yeah. Should I be getting an IUD? Because mm-hmm. IUDs are like the hot thing right now. Um, But really, if your birth control works for you, you don't need to change what you do. That's kind of my philosophy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and it can even kind of mess up your hormones and your emotions and your cycle. So if it's working, you don't have to
0: change it. I agree. I tried to change it once because I was scared. I'm on Mm -hmm. Yaz and people were saying that Yaz is like bad for you back in the day.
1: Yeah. And
0: so I went off of it and I went on low estrogen mm-hmm. or something different mm-hmm. it was terrible and it totally fucked with me and i had to go off of it and back onto yes yeah, like yeah a, the
1: uh, uh the progestin in it is very different actually i give yes yeah. to people that have um pcos polycystic ovarian syndrome
0: What's um that?
1: so that's where you literally have ovarian cysts or um not quite growths but it's just you have multiple follicles that are uh-huh. present and they can be fluid filled usually uh-huh. um and it also kind of can give you a little bit more body hair. It might make your um, metabolism yes or stuff? Your, yeah, no, 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 the PCOS. Oh, so I okay. give them Yaz yes because it's anti-androgenic, right. so it has the right kind of hormone to counteract I see. that.
0: I really so, like whatever Yaz is doing. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's doing well for me. Actually
1: I think I was on Yaz yeah, when I was yeah. a kid too. There was some I remember there was some controversy a few years yeah. back and now it's you know if people are on it and they haven't had any issues. Yeah. What
0: do you use now?
1: I have a Mirena so it's the little bit bigger version of this one it's a hormonal device mm-hmm. um, and it only has progestin or progesterone and um, and what it does is it locally delivers the hormones to your uterus, mm-hmm. so a lot of people either stop getting their periods when they're on it, or they get much, much lighter. Mm. Um, so lots of people like it, because... It's a pill? Oh, it's a tea. Sorry. It's a tea that sits inside your uterus. What? So Let's see. Let's
0: How grab do you one get of my up there?
1: So I insert it with a tiny little insertion device. Um, it's like a little straw and I do like a normal vaginal exam with a speculum and then I put in this little straw and it has a little lever that can put it into your uterus and then just come right out and you have little strings that would hang in your
0: vagina so how does it like not let you like how how are you not getting pregnant yeah
1: yeah so what it does is it sits in your uterus just like that your uterus Mm -hmm. is a little bit bigger than that but um and it releases a hormone to your uterus that does a few different things. It helps to,
0: <clears throat> excuse me. Th- this thing is in your uterus?
1: That thing is in your uterus. With, the with, clip? with Without the little clip. Okay. So that's just so I don't lose it. Here, you can play with this one. This is the Paragard, which is only copper. Here you go. So this is actually what sits in there.
0: Oh my God.
1: And then the strings go into your vagina. Whoa. It doesn't hang out. It's just in your vaginal canal. Um, So, the way the one with the hormones works is it thickens your cervical mucus. So, it kind of forms a little plug almost that sperm can't get in through your cervix. It also uh, helps to delay or slow or sometimes you stop ovulating. And it also thins the lining of your endometrium, which is the lining of the uterus. Isn't it
0: dangerous, though, to stop ovulating? So,
1: no. It's actually... So, even when you're on a pill, you actually stop ovulating, too, when you get your period every month, it's actually technically called a withdrawal plead, which means that you're getting rid of the hormones and your uh-huh. uterus just sheds that lining Then it's built up and that's uh-huh. it. You're actually not releasing an egg. That's so interesting. Yeah, so that's how pills work. Yeah. So this kind of does something similar where just sperm can't get up there and nothing can implant because you're not building up that lining, which is why a lot of people stop getting their periods on the hormonal one. Well,
0: I would love to stop getting my period.
1: Hey, if you really are considering it, does you can it help get one. with
0: cramps too?
1: Um, so at first, the first few months you might get actually worse cramps. Mm. Uh, just as your body gets used to it or you might not, it depends. Mm-hmm. But uh, usually at about five to six months, people stop getting their periods, they stop getting cramps.
0: And what's the deal with when, if you do want to get pregnant and you have one of those in?
1: It's actually this is one of the best ones because you take it out in the next month you can try and get pregnant.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so the other one is called a ParaGuard. It's made out of it has plastic with copper wire around it, mm-hmm. and this literally works. It kind of you know I to make it simplistic. I usually say to people it just irritates your uterus, mm-hmm. so nothing can implant um, sperm. That kind of changes the chemistry of sperm, and you know they are not as uh, They can't do as much. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but you still get your period on this and it's usually, some people find it's heavier and more painful because you're literally irritating your uterus.
0: Interesting.
1: But if people still want to get periods and it's non-hormonal, it's the only non-hormonal contraception you can have other than condoms.
0: So, it doesn't change your mood or anything like that. No, no. But, so for someone like me who's been on birth control and the same one for a while... Mm What would it be like if I wanted to get pregnant? Like, how long would it take?
1: It depends. I've had people that have, you know, been wanted to take a break from birth control, and they go off of it, and literally the next month they get pregnant um, unintentionally. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, I've also had people that it can take a few months. Uh, for women under thirty-five, we say it can take a year to get pregnant. Mm-hmm. If it takes more than a year, then you come and you see someone about that. Mm-hmm. So,
0: interesting. Yeah. When do you think is, like, the right time to get pregnant, if there is one, mm-hmm. for women these days? Because I feel like times are changing, and things are different, um, and people just don't know. People think, like, I don't know, myself to be in a rush, or I don't have to be in a rush.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's a... I think like it is a hard thing because times are changing. Mm -hmm. Women have amazing careers that we didn't have the opportunities to have in the past necessarily. Mm -hmm. Um, So you have two parts, when you're mentally ready to get pregnant and when you're biologically ready to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, After 35, it's a little bit of an arbitrary number, but after 35, um, your chances of having any abnormalities with the pregnancy such as Down syndrome um, and other trisomies increase. And also your chance of miscarriage starts to slightly increase. Mm -hmm. Um, But in general, pregnancies, one out of every four pregnancies is a miscarriage, 20 to 25%. Um, So, you know, in the magic world, you would get pregnant before 35, but lots of people in New York don't. You know, Mm -hmm. I think on average, when I was working in a hospital in Manhattan, people were in their late 30s, early 40s. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's hard. And, you know, we're using more IVF and infertility treatments than we ever have. Um, mm-hmm. But even with those, um, you know, they're only about 20% successful. Mm-hmm.
0: So... Would you say 32 is, like, a perfect age and still, like, really... Not easy, but just, sh- like, shouldn't be so hard?
1: Um, you know, it's it depends on the person. I know people that are my age mm-hmm. that are having a really hard time getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... There's no magic age. That's what it comes down to. I wonder what
0: could contribute to it being hard.
1: Um, So there's a few different things. Uh, You know, you could have some sort of process going on in your body, um, such as, you know, you have undiagnosed polycystic ovarian syndrome. You have some sort of abnormality of your uterus. Um, It can also be related to the male um, they account for, I believe, around 30% of How stuff. do you
0: get diagnosed for what you just said?
1: Um, so what you do is that basically you're trying to get pregnant, let's mm-hmm. say, and you're not getting pregnant. You either go to your normal GYN, your midwife, your nurse practitioner, or you, and then they might refer you to a fertility specialist. Mm-hmm. And what they usually do first is they test the male. They test his sperm. It's a very easy way to see what's going on with people. Um, so they see what his sperm is like, how motile they are, um, and to see what their sperm count is. Mm -hmm. And then if that's not going so well for the woman, they'll probably do some blood tests to look at your hormone levels Mm -hmm. to see if you might've had hormonal abnormality because you might not be ovulating. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, you might have too many androgens there's so many different things that can be going on and then they keep on getting more invasive
0: but you don't really know that any of those things are going on until you try to get pregnant
1: a lot of the time women do not know until they try to get
0: pregnant what if i wanted to know today if
1: you wanted to know today um so you know if you are really concerned that Mm -hmm. you know usually the way we try and practice medicine is if you're well, you're not having any issues, you're not having mm-hmm. any abnormal symptoms, like PCOS that I keep on talking about. Um, you usually have more body hair, right. you have really abnormal or absent periods. Um, sometimes even taking the pill doesn't make them come back. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually people know if they have that. Yeah. Other things like abnormalities of your uterus, um, usually you wouldn't have had a period when you were younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then some of the other hormonal abnormalities um, you know, some of the best way to do it, if you are thinking you want to get pregnant is to just try to, um, go off
0: whatever birth control
1: you're using Mm -hmm. and see what your periods are like. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What about the size of your uterus? Does it matter?
1: Um, you know, pretty much they all tend to be a similar size Mm. before you've had a baby and even after you've had a baby. Um, and then I know a lot of Physicians or nurse practitioners or midwives will tell their patients, um, "Your uterus is tilted." You might have heard that at one point mm. during an exam, and that really doesn't mean anything. It just means mm. it's tilted, you know, to the front, to the back, midline. I see. So.
0: Yeah. Wait. So, what else is in this oh, folder? Oh, yeah. so, has this incredible folder full art with a beautiful uterus on front. It actually the shows
1: you how big your uterus gets oh, during your pregnancy. it becomes
0: a watermelon. It becomes a watermelon. How size. does it not explode? That that stuff really scares because me. Because
1: your uterus is actually the most amazing muscle in your body because wow. it expands and then it after as you deliver, that's the force that causes you to deliver your baby.
0: Why do I have like a strong urge? to have a baby because talking about it makes you want to no 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 But this isn't just like <laughs> now like yeah. I, ever since I turned 27 I feel mm-hmm. like I'm like hmm babies how before, old before I was like no I'm about to be 28
1: oh happy birthday
0: thank you
1: um you know, you do the biological clock some women really yeah. do feel. I think when I was around 27, yeah. I started to feel that I really it's wanted It's not that one. I'm
0: like, oh, my God, like, I need to lock down a man and make mm-hmm. him have a baby with me. No, it has nothing to do with anything but me and, like, wanting to have a baby soon at some point.
1: Because, really, our bodies, like, the ideal, ideal time that our bodies were yeah, programmed by evolution now. to have babies is, or you know, like now earlier. or even earlier. Yeah, like 16 um, right Exactly. Now. Like, I, I've i delivered teenagers. Babies and yeah. people in their mid twenties, and they have An tend to have time. beautiful deliveries. Why?
0: You know, what's a, what they is might a, not. What's a beautiful not, delivery?
1: A beautiful delivery is, you know, there aren't any complications because sometimes people have high blood pressure when mm-hmm. they're, you know, just even trying to deliver. So then you have to add extra medicine, mm-hmm. magnesium, and it just gets so complicated. And a lot yeah. of the time, you know, sometimes they don't even need
0: epidurals right. um, because they just are in touch with their body. They're in good shape. Is that why? Sometimes they have babies in bathrooms and leave them there. You know?
1: <laughs> That's more. I think that has to do with a maturity thing and not being yeah. able to recognize what's going on with your body right. or not just emotionally being ready for a right. child. Um, but at the same time, you know some, you know, younger women that are having babies aren't ready for it. So mm-hmm. your their body's doing an amazing job, but mentally they're having a very hard time. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, yeah.
0: Guys, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but I have to tell you about my new obsession. It's Thrive Market, which you've probably heard of before. It's like everyone is is going there. It's the only place that I'm using for groceries these days. I'm done with Whole Foods. I'm done with Trader Joe's. I'm done with the lines that I have to wait in in order to get healthy food that makes me feel good about myself when I can just go to thrivemarket.com I can get my Skinny Pop, I can get my Tate's Cookies, my Annie's Mac and Cheese, my Annie's Gummies which I love and they have everything and not only that but they have over 70% of the food that they have you can't get on Amazon so it's not like you can get this anywhere else And my sister, who's a health coach, loves Thrive Market. She actually uses it all the time to get her gluten-free food because they have all of that stuff. They've got Who Kitchen chocolate. They've got things that aren't even in Whole Foods. Like They've handpicked everything to make sure that it's incredible for you which is just like insanely amazing. And because Thrive is so great, they're going to offer you 25% off your entire purchase. If you go to thrivemarket.com slash Acme, which you absolutely should do because I mean, I want you guys to live as happy of a lifestyle food wise as I am. There's no reason not to. And you're buying this stuff at basically 50 percent below traditional retail prices there's no markup no nothing get your computer out get your phone out thrivemarket.com/ acme you're gonna be spending next to nothing on your groceries and you get a free 30-day trial so if you're smart you'll thrive by going to thrivemarket.com/ acme now and ordering some dank ass groceries now back to jewelry.
1: Anyway, so the fun stuff I brought. I also brought a Nexplanon, a little sample tester one. What is it? So this is a device that goes into your arm. Um, And it sits right underneath the skin, kind of by your bicep muscle in the Mm -hmm. inner portion. And this provides uh, the same hormone as the uh, hormonal IUD, progesterone. And this one lasts for three years. But you have to stab yourself. So I would put it in for you. Um, And what it does is it has a little needle Uh that helps to insert it and then it just pushes this part in. I'll see if I can get it out. It won't come out because it's a sample. But it's just a little green bar that sits underneath your skin. So this is great for, for people. three
0: years. It lasts for three
1: years. actually just got approved for four. Wait. Mm-hmm. These yeah. actually, this set of birth control. Uh, it's a type of birth control. Um, this one actually lasts for three years as well. The Skyla IUD, the marina, the bigger one, lasts for five years. Whoa. And then the Paragard, the copper one, lasts for ten years. Wow. And they're actually going to be increasing. The uh, FDA is going to be increasing the amount of time that you can have all of them too. So these are the different hormonal na- name brand IUDs, the Mirena, the Kylina, which has similar hormone levels to the Skyla and is a little bit smaller, but also lasts for five years.
0: Um, my jaw is dropped.
1: Yeah. So if someone, especially if someone's like, hey, I know I don't want a baby for five years, yeah. they can get this put in. Or even if you want one in three, you can easily get it taken out. Literally, you just have to pull the strings and it comes no. out. I would do it, or someone would do it in the office, but that's, it's not very hard to take out. It's crazy. I actually accidentally took mine out when I I have an IUD of the Morena. Yeah. I used to have the Paragard and I accidentally took it out one night because uh, I used to use a diva cup, which is a menstrual cup. Oh yeah. And I didn't realize that I didn't break the suction on it. You have to break the suction and I accidentally pulled out my IUD with my diva cup. Oh. It was my one of the god. more painful experiences I oh had. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> was there so much blood? Um you know,
1: it actually. So I didn't rip my cervix or anything because these are designed to come out pretty easily. Mm. But it was a very surprising experience, I will say that. So I always say to my patients, Oof. it's a very small cohort of people that use an IUD and a Diva cup. Just be very careful if you're
0: yeah. using both. Um, I actually have a friend who uses a Diva cup, and yeah. she was telling me about it recently. Can you can you like tell? Can you tell our listeners about what a Diva cup of is? Of course.
1: Exactly? And a Diva cup is just a brand of a menstrual cup. And the idea is that. Uh,
0: But a cup instead of like a tampon. A cup. It's literally, it's kind of
1: about the size of a shot glass. Um, And the idea is that you can leave it in longer than you would a tampon. Um, And so I think, you know. When I used to use mine, I would leave it in for 10 hours at a time. Tampon, the max, you're supposed to do is 6 or 7. But this, you can do 10 to 12, I believe. Mm -hmm. Um, And people really like it if it works for them. Because you don't have to think about it. um, There's usually less leaking. Because it has suctions with the walls Mm -hmm. of your vagina. Um, But you know, you have to be really okay with reaching up there, taking it out. Sometimes it gets messy. I used to take mine out in the shower. Um, so, and you have to, you know, you see how much you bleed, which is actually kind of a cool thing. Cause I think women think that we're just hemorrhaging blood on our periods. It's not that much. It's actually not that much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it never, mine never got completely full. Mm-hmm. Um, so in a, you know, 10 hour period, that's not mm-hmm. horrible.
0: It's really interesting. There's yeah. so many different kinds of ways to deal with your period these mm-hmm. days
1: i actually just got into i'm trying to use more organic tampons yeah um because you know like a lot of women's health products and yeah. you know certain things that they're not regulated they're not actually yep. have you heard of lola yep yep i have heard lola of lola Lola is the best yep. Yeah. Um, so actually i didn't even bring it i started using like these little tiny organic yeah, tampons yeah. and you know, and the other thing about the Diva Cup and even some organic tampons is they don't have applicators. With right. the Diva Cup, you're not throwing anything away. So it's much right. better for the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're not only doing better things for yourself, mm-hmm. but you're helping the environment.
0: Totally. Yeah, I love that. I, I really think all of that stuff is, like, the future.
1: I agree. I really do. I don't
0: think any kids are going to go on birth control.
1: You know, it's interesting. So, what were you know, in the Bronx, it's...
0: How much is it? Like, what's the price difference? And, like, what about... You know, the kids who are going to the public hospitals in the Bronx. Like, mm-hmm. can they afford IUD stuff mm-hmm. in relative to birth control pills?
1: So, uh, there's a new IUD that came out in the past few years. It's called a Liletta.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, It's designed similarly to the Mirena. Um, it, but it's kind of the generic... Like, you know, when you have drugs, you have the name brand, and you have the generic. It's the mm-hmm. generic version. So for people that don't have insurance, uh, it can be low, as low as $50. Oh, wow. Um, but then you have to
0: pray, play,
1: oh, pay to have someone insert it. But if you're going to a public hospital, usually... But don't
0: you think $50 is still really expensive for kids? It is. It is. But if you're going
1: to a public hospital or if you go to a Planned Parenthood, um, public hospitals, they either take Medicaid or Medicare or during pregnancy, your healthcare is free as long Mm -hmm. as you register. Mm -hmm. Um, So people are getting this for free because New York does do a very good job of making sure people have contraception. Mm -hmm. Um, Lots of insurances cover it. Um, so usually you don't have to pay anything extra to get right. an IUD.
0: That's good. Um, that's a good
1: lot of people know. are afraid of them though, cause they don't like the idea of I'm something of sitting them. in their body. I'm afraid of them personally. Yeah. Um, so you know, what I like to tell people is instead of having a pill that's going all over your body, you know, I'm sure when you first started the pill, you noticed know, changes in your breasts and other things or your acne or people's yeah. acne changes, this is only really ideally going to your uterus. But
0: the thing is those those two things are actually the only positive
1: changes <laughs> of the birth control it.
0: pill. I
1: love it. You don't you know people are very forgetful about taking their pills. Um, so it this gets rid of that, you know, I forgot to take my pill, can right. I get pregnant? Am I being safe? Right. Um but it also is just more of an effective form of birth control. Actually, I have this one little chart that shows you the most effective forms of birth control. Oh, my God. I'm so excited.
0: Let's and see. the
1: IUD is almost just as effective as sterilization.
0: Oh, wow. With getting
1: your tubes tied or a uh, male getting sexy. Oh. So the pill actually is not as effective technically as an IUD or the next one, the one that goes it's in the so arm.
0: It's so funny because I, while well, well, I do agree with you, the mm-hmm. pill is like... So annoying! Like mm-hmm. I can literally fuck it up so many times, mm-hmm. and I still never get pregnant. <laughs> and and I'm not saying I want to be pregnant. Yeah. like Knock on wood. Yeah. But you tell your boyfriend? I, I no, he he knows I'm <laughs> obsessed with pregnancy. But I like you know last week I mm-hmm. forgot my my pills in the Hamptons, like out oh. my parents, and I didn't take it for five days, mm-hmm. or maybe four days. Mm-hmm and then i didn't know what to do and i called my guy down and she was like just start it over yeah and i was like okay and then i started it over but then i still like have my period right now
1: yeah It really. Even though I'm
0: on birth control.
1: Anything less than 48 hours. Yeah. You can kind of just quickly take the pill you missed, and then you start going back to your normal schedule. And depending on you know if you've missed earlier in your pill, you might not even have to use anything Mm -hmm. as a backup. But yeah, if you miss it for multiple days in a row, you should use a condom or abstain for about a week. Yeah. Um, and then you kind of have to just start over. You know, yeah. you start over as you're abstaining. But then you it's get, very you frustrating. Get your period
0: when you start over. It's weird, right?
1: It's so basically you've had this hormone suppressing ovulation, Right. Um, you know, for years, as you've said, and then you change it and your body's like, what's going on? It might ovulate. Yeah. It might just try and shed the lining of your uterus. Right. As as right.
0: You know. I think it's just the uterine lining. Yeah. So let's go through all yeah. of these and like from the most effective, effective to the least.
1: Yeah, so um, this chart's kind of cool because it actually shows you per hundred women how are most likely to get how many would get pregnant. Mm-hmm. It's less than one out of a hundred would get pregnant with a Nexplanon, one of the IUDs, or sterilization. Um, Do you know anyone
0: that has gotten pregnant with an IUD?
1: I have. Really, yep. I used to work in family planning, so I have seen wow. some people get pregnant with IUDs. What's the case? What mostly like happens like, yeah. is, yeah. So if ideally the IUD needs to be at the top of your uterus, yeah. Um, or else, if it comes down, and what I teach my patients is to check the strings. Mm-hmm. Um, you literally reach into your vagina and you see if you can feel the strings. If they feel longer, or they yeah. feel out of place. And what can happen is if it's not in the right place, you can't get pregnant.
0: Wow.
1: Okay, but people also—I've seen people get pregnant with their tubes tied. Because if people do it too young, your body what actually regenerates. Tying, what is tying your tubes? Like,
0: <laughs> so I've heard actually, that for it's so it's actually, it's more of an expression. Because like, you're, you're not just, actually going right, in and tying the tubes. Because that's what I imagine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, ew, I'd never want my tubes tied. Yeah.
1: So, with you, what it is, it, it is a surgical procedure. Um, mm-hmm. It can either be done, sometimes people get it done when they're done having kids and they're having a C-section. Yeah. Or they have it done... Um, they can get it done laparoscopically, but mm-hmm. they, they go in and either put a clip on each of your um, fallopian tubes, or mm-hmm. they will just cut it and then tie with
0: Oof. a suture thing. Each. What does the clip do exactly?
1: Um, it just stops the ability of an egg to transport through the tube, mm-hmm. um, so then it can't be fertilized.
0: But someone still somehow got pregnant. So if that. you
1: get it done very young, mm-hmm. it's actually more likely that your body is super smart and wants to regrow. Mm. Um, so you can get pregnant that way, wow. which is the less than one in a hundred of
0: people that our do bodies get pregnant. are amazing. Isn't that amazing? I just feel like female bodies are so much more important than males. <laughs>
1: Like, I'm not going so to like clear but it's just so you know I queer. think and what I always tell my patients after they do a yeah. delivery is not only did they have grow a baby inside of them but they also grew another organ they grew a placenta. So your body right. grew an organ
0: and a baby. Right. What exactly is a placenta because yeah. I feel like it's also like a hot topic and you know Kim Kardashian like ate hers yeah. or something like that. Yeah,
1: that's a big thing these days. Yeah. Um so what the placenta does it's basically an organ that helps um, provide nutrients and it kind of helps to filter between your body and the baby's body. It's this very large vascular bed Does it that goes to the umbilical to... Yeah, cord. they're mm-hmm. right.
0: The belly yep. button. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So
1: that's how the baby, um, you know, gets nutrients, gets blood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're not breathing inside, so that's how they're getting oxygen um, while well, you are pregnant. Um, so people are eating them because the theory behind that is that a that we are the only mammals that do not eat our own placenta. Like if you've seen a dog or a cat give birth, they'll eat their placenta.
0: Like right after? Yeah,
1: it's just kind of a natural thing that they do. So people think that, you know, it helps to ward off postpartum depression and other, you know, low iron and stuff. They're really I know that there are some studies and people are looking into it, um, but right now it's kind of more like a thought process. Will you eat
0: yours? Um,
1: I would consider encapsulating it. But if you mean? get it dry, then you get it put into little capsules.
0: Oh, I'll do that too.
1: Or a cool thing to do is some people do placenta prints. Because a placenta looks like it is the tree of life. It looks like a tree with the umbilical cord mm-hmm. and the veins going out. So people get a print done of it and they hang it up somewhere. So that's what my that's placenta cute. looked like. Yeah, yeah, I always thought that was kind of cool. But so, I feel um, like you,
0: it's, it's better to encapsulate it because if that's the case, if we mm-hmm. all are supposed to eat our placentas, why the, why wouldn't we?
1: Because really, at this time, there's really no evidence to support it. And also, if you had any um, choreo, which means uh, you, the amniotic fluid got infected, you might get a fever, baby might get right. a little bit hot, or if you, the baby pooped inside of you, um, it's you don't want to eat that stuff. Are usually, there any so. like
0: stem cells in a placenta?
1: So, what people do is they'll also do cord blood saving. They'll save mm. the baby's cord blood, which is the stem cells. Mm. Um, so you can bank those and you can use them in the future if your child needs anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But one of the harder things is another thing that is evidence backed is delayed cord clamping, which is letting the umbilical cord connected to the placenta keep on pulsing and not cutting it right away because Mm. it's been shown that the baby's actually losing some of its blood that's still in the placenta if you cut it right away. So it's, uh, at 6 months it's been shown that babies um, have are doing better adjusting doing better. So, wait, so when do
0: you cut it?
1: Um you cut kind it of, the ideal is when it stops pulsing.
0: How um, do you know when you it stops? You can actually pulsing. feel the umbilical cord pulsing. Oh and when my it stops God. pulsing. So, so you've le- cut like many.
1: Yeah, I have. Wow. So but um, or you uh, Wait, a, at least a minute has been shown
0: to have positive How effects. How do you cut the cord? Is it a really serious knife No, or actually what scissor? I do is I
1: give it to the dad to cut a lot of the time. So what you do is you clamp the end that's on the baby and you clamp the ends that's connected to the placenta. And then you tell the
0: dad to cut in between. But what if the dad fucks it up? You can't. And I'm there making sure everything's and, okay. Doesn't the belly button <laughs> shape and size have everything to do with this cutting? No, it does not. Okay. So,
1: um, the baby still stays with a little bit of the cord on it after mm-hmm. the cutting, um, but it actually falls off on its own. I see. So, and that's just the way the baby's belly button is supposed that's
0: to be. That's so interesting. Yeah. I'm like, There's so
1: many things, learning, right, that you just I'm don't think about. So, yeah. About pregnancy, totally. and childbirth. I have a lot of people say, you know, why can't I just have a C section? I don't want to go through labor. I don't want to go through all that yeah, mess. Well, that's I don't my want question. my vagina to change. And what do you say to those and people? And I say, you know, people forget that a C-section is a major, major surgery. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes they even take your uterus out during the C-section. Yeah. Um, take a look around. There wow. can be complications for you. You can have a hemorrhage, too much bleeding. Um, it can take a while to get the baby out. Baby cannot right. be doing the best transitioning from uterine life right. um, to extra uterine life. Um and it's hard to breastfeed, to hold your baby after. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if a woman needs to have a C-section, she needs to have a C-section. But, um, you know, ideally you don't do that. Right. Um, but in New York, we have a very high C-section rate. It's about, mm-hmm. you know, a little under 40%. Yeah. And ideally it should be about like 5 to 10%. Wow. Um,
0: yeah, I, I'm only having a C-section if they tell me I need to. Yeah. I mean, I, I like for looks purposes it'd be nice but like
1: but even do I want to fuck that up if if you don't heal beautifully you'll yeah. have a massive scar on your lower abdomen yeah. you know and you know everyone does stuff differently your body's different so yeah. sometimes you know it might be in a weird place it might not yeah, look great I,
0: like that. I just want to be like a woman a natural exactly. woman exactly know?
1: and even if you have a c-section your vagina is still going to change yeah. from pregnancy Yeah. so you know if you tear or anything during deliveries we yeah. sew you back up
0: I love it. Yeah. Awesome. Is there anything that we didn't go over that you brought?
1: Um, let's see. I brought my, uh, you period cycle. Um, I brought some... So, you know, I talked a little about the maternal morbidity and mortality in the Mm -hmm. United States. Um, But another big thing um, that people are talking about right now, especially in New York, is that women of color, particularly African-American or black Mm -hmm. women, um, are 12 times more likely to die or have severe harm in childbirth than white women in New York. And they're trying to figure out why. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of these women are not receiving health care when you know, outside of pregnancy, so they have other issues
0: going on. Wow, what does it mean to have a blood clot after a pregnancy? Yeah,
1: so estrogen, which is actually even birth control pills, Mm -hmm. they have estrogen in them. Um, So if you are more likely to have blood clots or even have a family history, um, it can increase your chance. So during pregnancy, your estrogen is, like, very much increased. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're more likely to get a blood clot during pregnancy or in the immediate postpartum period. So... Wow. It's
0: literally that you would know, piss me off so much if doctors doctors weren't listening to exactly. So women.
1: it's you know a big issue right now in New York. Um, and the other crazy thing is that the studies have shown that usually education is protective.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: you know the more educated you are, the less likely you are to have health complications. Um, but for Black and African American women, um, it's not protective. They're actually more likely to have complications the more educated they are. So what? it's... We just have to figure out what's going on. That's really
0: um, fucked up.
1: Yeah, it's a really big issue in New York. So it's... I don't know. It's... So that was something I brought to talk about. Um, and let's see what else. I have infertility stuff. Uh
0: yeah how as a man how do, what's the test to find out if you're infertile
1: <laughs> so sometimes so male and female infertility together is about 17 to 20 percent of mm-hmm. uh infertility reasons actually i brought the most recent statistic together at 17 percent okay. um but you you know you have to see if your sperm is motile how many sperm you had your mm-hmm. sperm count um those can all be issues that would make it harder to get pregnant um but, it, you know, it takes two to tango. So, also, mm. you know, a woman might have something going on.
0: Right. I love it. Cool. So, we usually end our podcast with, like, a quote oh, or hey. a phrase or piece <laughs> of advice that you have when it comes to dating or, oh, wow. in your case, when it comes to, I guess, life cycle. Life cycle. Um, so, what is your favorite...
1: so my favorite quote about kind of i guess more serious relationships Mm -hmm. and marriage i had a friend once tell me that being married is about falling in love with the same person over and over again so cute um because you know i've been with my husband for almost six years now and we both changed so much during Mm -hmm. the time that we've been together Mm -hmm. um and you learn to love that different person and Mm -hmm. you know you keep on dating you're married person Mm -hmm. um so that really means a lot to me i always remember that and in terms of women's health um i think that women need to feel empowered about their bodies if you have any questions you need to go to someone the practitioner Mm -hmm. like you said that you feel comfortable with um because women are amazing amazing people and we have amazing bodies and i think we're told a lot by society that we need to have a certain body or but um where we can grow life Mm -hmm. we can have all these different things going on. So I think women need to just like embrace that. I agree. And love themselves.
0: I love that. Thank you so much. Thank I'm so happy that you came on (laughs) and I know that everyone is going to be so much wiser when it comes to the subject now because of you. (laughs) So thank you. Where can our listeners follow you or just, you know, get in touch with you if they have any questions. So
1: if you want to know more about, uh, New York and midwives. And if you want to find a midwife, uh, New York City, NYC midwives, M-I-D-W-I-V-E-S dot org is a great place to have info about midwives and where you can find one. There you Um, go. And if someone wants to get in touch with me, my email is belkin, my last name, dot jory at gmail dot com.
0: There you go. And we'll put Jory's info in the info of the podcast release you guys know what i'm talking about so you'll be able to see it and write us a great review maybe pertaining to this episode and how much it helped you (laughs) Um, and follow us on instagram at we met at acme and stay tuned for our live podcasts coming up this fall we will announce it on the instagram as well have a great night or day or morning and thank you guys so much for listening
1: thank you